What is Forrest Gump's email password? One Forrest One. Welcome to the Iron Right Tattoo Podcast. I got it. We're doing the thing. The thing or the thing? The day before your 28th birthday. Look, you don't have to lie to people. I remembered. I know everything. <laughs> I definitely didn't forget. Oh, you you didn't. No, you told me two days ago, and I've remembered ever since then. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yeah. I guess I can give you that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, turning 28. 28 years of... 28, but I feel 27. Well, you know. You're 28 tomorrow. Yeah. So it makes sense that you'd still feel 27. Yeah. I think tomorrow I'm going to feel maybe 38. Wow. Because... uh what a difference 24 hours can make, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I got a big day planned ahead for me Oof. tomorrow. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah. Don't say it. I'm going to say it. Uh, say it? I'm not going to say it no more. <laughs> I mean, what? I want this to be a positive. Exactly. No positive yeah. can come from what you're about to say. No. And I kind of like the idea of us leaving it at that. And the yeah. one, and like the listeners just like, what the hell are they going to say? You know? They won't know unless they have a semi decent IQ, I would think. Well, I don't know because when this episode releases, they're not even going to know what the date uh, was, you know? Yeah. That's a good point. Let's just say tomorrow is. Give the date. We'll leave it at that. April 18th. All right. We're just going to leave it at that. Figure it out for yourself. Not a great way to spend your birthday, though. No. But it'll only take up like an hour. What are you going to do after that? Uh, Andreas wants this. to come down and he wants me you to have try. have never once called him Andreas. That's true. <laughs> Dre. All right. He's gonna, it's going to. Come down. He wants me to try some Korean barbecue place after I pick up my son from school. Here in town? Yeah. Is he, it that place off the highway? Uh, I don't think it's K-Pot, no. I think it's some other place. If if it is that, I haven't tried it yet. So Me neither. And it's right um, next to that cup bop place or whatever it's called. Isn't that it? No, there's Wait, two places there. The K-Pot? One's called like K-1 and one's called like cup bop. But they're like next door to each other. Huh. I literally just saw it like a week yeah, ago. Yeah, it's over the there by time. the the old Lubies. Uh, no, it's like down the road, down the highway. I'm talking about it's like by uh, it's like next door to where Carolina Ale House used to be, next to Cavender's Boot City. Oh no, one of my buddies works there. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. Good for your buddy. Excuse me. Wow. Sorry, that Power. was a little rude. No, that was that was like that was a birthday burp, you know? Proud of you. Powerful birthday burp. Yeah, that was a good one. Um Why is this so jiggly? I don't know. Dude, these were so expensive too. These these microphone holders almost cost as much as the mics did. Really? Yeah. Just because they weigh so much? I don't know. I don't know. We should get like the boom arm ones. Oh right? yeah. Just do you think that looks more like a fish? Yeah, or we can hire a guy to hold it. What if we started recording in the lobby where the two armchairs are? And we had like the boom right mics there. and we like sit in the chairs. <laughs> I mean, I, I do you feel think like that would the, look more podcasty? I think so, because they're like chairs, not a we're taking a poll table. right now. <laughs> Let us know. Uh comments, email, whatever. If you guys want to see a new background. Maybe that's season two. We just changed the location. <laughs> yeah. Instead of the back room, we're in the lobby. Yeah, that could be a thing. Or we'd like sit on the couch. Yeah. Just like kind of next to each other, you know? Yeah. Give me one second. And then we would do like the Monday, April seventeenth, ten fifty two. Josh did not forget my birthday. Yeah. That makes me happy. You're welcome. How could I forget I was there when you were born? <laughs> oh, you were? I'm your daddy. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> That's a plot twist. It's crazy how many people are like, uh, oh, I thought y'all were brothers. And I don't yeah. think we look even remotely no, alike. We just have beards. It's kind of racist. If you're a white guy with a beard, yeah. you look the same. Yeah, apparently. I'm feeling pretty oppressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go. Uh, no, I'm not even going to go down there. No, now. you're not going to go down there. We, uh, <clears throat> where's my scholarship? <laughs> we, uh, we haven't done. Uh, I, I keep forgetting to read the short stories. So I dug one out today. Okay. Also, we don't really super have anything to talk about today. So we thought no. like, hey, that'll eat up. What did we figure out? It was like five minutes and 36 <laughs> seconds or something. You know, it's crazy. Um, I always have like ideas on the drive home and I get home. And I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. Let me make me something to eat. And there actually it. is something that I saw this morning on TikTok. But you want me to do the story first? Or you want me to tell you the thing I saw on TikTok? It's it's the thing you saw on TikTok. Yeah, it's just uh, it, it was just interesting. It's not enough to fill an episode. It's about wrestling. Okay. So, <clears throat> back in the day, Undertaker fought Mankind, Mick Foley, at yeah. a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. It's really famous. People remember it because of, like, the thumbtacks and all that stuff. Um, a ton of what happened, like, wasn't scripted. Oh, yeah. So, Mick Foley went to Undertaker, like, a couple weeks leading up to it and was like, I want you to throw me off the top. And Undertaker was like, no yeah, way am I doing do it that. at all. I'm not doing that. Uh, so... Weeks of badgering Undertaker, Mick Foley basically convinced him to throw him off the top. So he did. Threw him through a table. Mick's laying on the ground. And Undertaker said, like, he was up on the top of the cage, like, dude, move. Like, come on, move, dude, move. Because he was just laying still. Everyone rushes over to Mick. Because it, like, it wasn't a scripted thing. Yeah. It was, like, something that Undertaker convinced, uh, or Mick convinced Undertaker to do. So they all gather around Mick. And Mick's like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, he was just, like, playing it up for the show, you know? So, also, something else I didn't know was that Undertaker had a broken ankle for that whole fight, too. Really? So, that whole I fight was, like, part. off the rails, yeah. Uh, so, Mick gets up, and he's like, I'm go I want to go back up to the top. So, he climbs up, back up, where Undertaker's still on top of the cell. Now, for people that don't know what Hell in a Cell is, it's basically like a giant chain link, 20-foot-tall cage gets 
put yeah. over top of the ring. Okay, so they're actually fighting on top of this chain link twenty foot cage, like it has like a roof. Uh, so the whole thing is basically like one and a half inch. It's it's like a chain link fence, like yeah. one and a half inch metal poles with chain link. And the chain link is uh, like metal twist ties. That's mm-hmm. how it's connected to the metal poles. So they're standing on top of chain link. If you can imagine a chain link fence on its side, they're standing on the chain link. And Undertaker's saying, like, the whole time they're fighting, like, every time you throw a punch, you can hear one of those twist ties pop, like, just come loose. You know what I mean? So uh, one of the big, like, finales was supposed to be that um, – Mick Foley gets choke slammed on top of the cage. So the part there's a part in the fight where he gets choke slammed. It goes through the cage mm-hmm. all the way down to the ring. That wasn't scripted either. Nope. The the cage literally just like gave out. And at that same time, there was a chair on top of the cage that he basically got choke slammed through the chair. The cage gives out. He falls all the way down to the ring. The chair falls on top of him, and it actually busted one of his teeth out, and his tooth was in his nostril. And <laughs> you can like see it on the screen. Well, so Undertaker goes down there and he's like wanting to pin Mick and he's like, dude, like you've got to stop fighting, stay down. This fight needs to end. Like you're really messed up. His jaw was dislocated. His shoulder was dislocated. Like something was broken. And Mick's like, no, we still got to do the thumbtacks. And Mick refused to stay down when Undertaker tried to pin him. So he stands up, grabs a bag from under the ring that's full of like, 5,000 thumbtacks and just dumps them out on the ring. And then Undertaker proceeds to like choke slam him um, into the thumbtacks. I think he did, what was the name of his, uh, the tombstone pile driver? He does yeah. that to Mick. So at the end of this fight, <clears throat> Mick's got literally, he had like 150 thumbtacks sticking out of his body. His jaw is dislocated. His shoulder's dislocated. He's had teeth knocked out. He had to get 14 stitches on the inside of his mouth. Um, And at the the end of the story, Undertaker or Mick says that uh, Vince McMahon walked up to him and was like, you know, like, that was incredible. Thank you so much for what you've done for this organization. But I don't ever want to see anything like that ever again. (laughs) And they were basically just talking about how, like, kind of crazy and tough Mick Foley was. Yeah, I you know. think he deserves a lot more recognition. Yeah, I think if there, I don't know if there's like some sort of like wrestling hall of fame or something, but he, I think there know, is. Yeah, yeah. he's got to be in it because he would like for real like hurt himself. He yeah. was doing like jackass type stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where like it is all scripted, and that's why I think it's cool that these documentaries are starting to come out because they're talking about more like the behind the scenes thing of it. You know, yeah. of like that '90s, like the Raw era of wrestling when i think it was really like at its at its peak you know well you can like compare like his like because have you seen what he looks like now yeah he he still looks like pretty much the same Mm -hmm. and uh i always look back at like Shawn michaels like he is he's aging pretty pretty bad some of but them, i think it's also like stone a lot of Cole hasn't too. aged a no, day, no you know yeah and undertaker i think looks just like undertaker but just like without the makeup you yeah. know what i mean <clears throat> yeah for sure something else i saw speaking of wrestlers so in the og punisher movie with thomas jane mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about but that's not the og og one you know what i'm talking yeah about, i know though. what you're talking about uh do, do you know where i'm going with this 
talking about the Russian dude? Yeah, Kevin Nash. Mm-hmm. Do you know what, what I'm going to say? It was like a behind-the-scenes thing. Uh, that a lot of the the fight was like practical. Uh, almost all the fight was practical, but uh, kind of like Alec Baldwin style, they forgot to replace the butterfly knife with the dummy, oh, and no, Thomas Jane actually that. stabbed Kevin Nash in the chest, like all the way to the hilt. Uh, and Kevin Nash stayed in character. So, like, and that's the scene that they kept in the movie. So, like, when he, like, stabs him in the chest and Kevin Nash just, like, grabs his arm and throws him off, like, he actually legit got stabbed and the knife Dang. was actually sticking out of his chest. No, I didn't know that. That's crazy. And then, like, a side note to that was, like, as, like, uh, because he was pissed, but he wasn't pissed, you know, because yeah. it was like, oh, it's just a movie. But he was, like, it kind of like a, well, you really stabbed me. So at the part where he like throws the Punisher, Thomas Jane through the wall, um, like he was supposed to like, kind of like dummy throw him. And then they were going to cut to like stuntmen and stuff like that. But then he like actually like threw him through the wall, like, That's you know, crazy. and the wall was like, it, it was made to be yeah. Hollywood. It was made to break but apart still, and all that. But yeah, it was like, a, planned. <laughs> it was like, like you owe me one kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? What? I thought those were interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. And I really do think, I think that's my favorite Punisher. For sure. I that agree. One. I actually like Thomas Jane a lot, too. I wish yeah. he like got more like bigger roles, you know, because yeah. he does a lot of like B stuff. Yeah, and I think his Punisher was very kind of true to the comic book, but sure. more in like the PG-13 way. Yeah, but I like that it, because like the comic book Punisher and even like the second movie and stuff like that, they lean really hard into the like, soulless anti-hero kind of thing mm-hmm. whereas the first one it really just felt like a it was a revenge movie, movie. Yeah. yeah they killed his family and he was yeah. you know like he felt like he was still like i guess like a good guy like a family man but he was yeah. just like not gonna let it slide you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> like and john travolta wasn't that bad in that movie either yeah he was okay he was okay um they just really didn't because he played jigsaw i believe but like they didn't really like show like the jigsaw face no where he had like a whole bunch of stitches and stuff like that yeah no i don't think so they did that in like the second one it's like war zone or something like that yeah which was like i don't know why they didn't just get thomas jane either anyway all right let me read this damn story and then we'll move on okay i mean we're already 15 minutes in so i feel like by the time we're done with this story we could probably just take a break okay you ready Mm -hmm. i can't remember what this one's called either for some reason when it printed uh, it it didn't title. print any of the titles, but like they're on the file on my laptop. The titles are there. They just didn't print. <clears throat> I did change the font on the it, titles. It could have been it. To like, I think it was even a font like maybe I downloaded, like not one of them that comes with the computer. So I think that screwed it up somehow. All right. You ready? Are you sure you want to do it? Buck said to Tammy. You're damn right I want to do it, she replied. We ain't had one like this in in a long time. He's a special breed of asshole, that one. She flicked her thumb over her shoulder, gesturing to the hefty trucker at the diner bar. I mean, it's your call. That's what the bell's for. This one just seems like maybe he's got a family. You know the rules, Buck said, eyeing the trucker over Tammy's shoulder. I give a damn about his family. He done called me sugar tits and grabbed my ass twice. And all that was before he ate his whole damn chicken fried sandwich, or, sorry, his whole damn chicken fried steak, then come at me telling me it was the worst chicken fried steak he done ever had, and he wasn't about to pay for it. 
That's your prize-winning chicken fried steak, she shoved her finger into Buck's chest to punctuate her words. You don't say, Buck said. I do say, and I say I'm ringing the damn bell, Tammy huffed. Well, shit, Wednesday night just got a bit lively, I suppose, Buck chuckled. He rounded his way out of the kitchen and passed the trucker in the dining room. The trucker couldn't be bothered to take his eyes from the television set above the cook window as Buck locked the door. There were advantages to being the only diner in a 50-mile radius. The bell was one of them. The trucker took another big pull from his Miller Lite, polishing the bottle off and clanking it down hard on the table in front of him. Hey, sugar tits, he hollered to the otherwise empty establishment. Whose boot do I gotta piss on to get a damn beer in this crap-ass diner, he chuckled to himself. Tammy eyed Buck through the kitchen window. He shrugged back at her from the now-locked front door. Tammy nodded, smiled, and reached for the bell. It rang three times. Long, loud reports drowned out the Fox News program on the old box television. It was ear-piercing and off-putting if you weren't expecting it. Now what in the hell was that, the trucker said, eyeing the ceiling for the source of the noise. What kind of piss-poor place y'all running here? Can't a man watch the fall of the Western world in peace? He gestured a drunken hand lazily toward the television set. And where's that beer, sugar tits? Tammy came from around the back of the kitchen and eyed Buck as she did so. Don't worry, asshole. What's coming to you will be right up, Tammy said to the trucker. She stood back on the opposite side of the dining area and Buck joined her, crossing his arms over his chest. Tammy put a hand on her hip and got comfortable. It had been a while since they'd had a show. What are y'all staring for, the truck said, the trucker said, pushing his stool out from the high top bar. He stood and wavered, the telltale signs of drunkenness making its way into his equilibrium. He hiccuped. A slow, steady rumble shook its way through the weathered floorboards. It was barely notable at first, though quickly it began to crescendo into almost ear-splitting territory. Now just what in the f- A door on the opposite side of the room exploded open, shattering a picture frame that had hung on the wall behind it. Damn it, Buck, I done told you there ain't much use in hanging nothing there, Tammy said, popping Buck in the chest with the back of her hand. The sound was nearing a roar. It was as though a train was barreling down on the restaurant just through the gaping door and was about to tear its way through the diner. In a way, that wasn't too far from the truth. The trucker stepped back and tripped over his own inebriation. What is this? he shouted above the roar. An enormous dark mass shot forth from the open doorframe. A screeching howl filled the room. Tammy thought that she couldn't tell if it was coming from the trucker or the visitor, as they had come to call it. The swirling smoke and matter hung in the air, flowing like an ink drop in water. It was definitely the trucker that was screaming. The visitor began to solidify, taking a form somewhere between the outstretched arm of a giant and the biggest moray eel you've ever seen. Teeth and fingers and claws and fangs filled the form, and it burst, and in a burst of speed that defied logic and physics, it shot at the man on the floor. The the trucker's flailing efforts were useless. A lifetime of substance and calorie abuse had left him far from the ideal physical specimen, not that it would have mattered much. In a blinding flash, the man was off the floor and dangling like a broken toy in the arms of a destructive toddler. With the same unnatural speed that the visitor had snatched the man, it yanked him back into the dark room. The door slammed shut behind them, and silence fell on the diner. Well, hot damn, that never gets old, Buck finally said. 
I despise any and all references to my tits, sugar or not. You do well to keep that in mind, Tammy said. Her tone was playful, but Buck had no intentions of testing the warning. Tammy walked over to the chalkboard that hung askew to the left of the kitchen window. Under Days Since Last Asshole, she erased the number 43 and replaced it with a zero. Under Today's Special, she erased The Lawyer Burger and replaced it with Chicken Fried Trucker. She brushed her hands together and knocked the chalk dust off. Now make, your use, make yourself useful and sweep up that broken glass before somebody gets hurt in here. The end. <laughs> well. I can't remember the name of that one. Is it not sugar tits? <laughs> Maybe it should be. <laughs> right? Maybe it should be. <laughs> Just call it Melly Gibson's. Melly G. Yeah. That was a, uh, I got major like Rob Zombie vibes from that one. From the, just the dialogue, the, like, the setting. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's a, very uh, potent in his filmography. Sure. It's, it's always white trailer <laughs> trash, <laughs> you know, like exclusively. I wouldn't expect anything less from him. Sure. Even in like the Halloween. Well, movies. they say write what you know. Yeah. You know, and I think. Yeah, I think he definitely yeah. comes from that demographic. I don't, I don't think the, the, like trailer trash thing is like an act for him. No, you know, I don't think so either. I think that's where he's from. That's who he is. Um, fun fact: I learned like a couple months ago. You ever heard of the Family Values tour? Yeah, ninety. It was like Corn, Limp Bizkit. Yeah, Rob Zombie was there. Ninety eight. He was supposed to do Family Values tour, but they couldn't afford it, so he dropped out, and that's why Romstein came to America. Huh. That's why they got so big. So he really was white trash. Yeah. He like couldn't even afford to. No. Which he is was crazy. Like, trying to do like so many like different pyrotechnics and stuff. But yeah, they did it cheaper because their singer like has a license and everything for that. Ramstein? Yeah. Really? He literally only started doing that because he didn't want, because he was shy on stage. Mm. He so didn't he was like, like looking trying to at take people. the focus off of him. Yeah. Cool little piece of. Rob Zombie history, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rob Zombie slash Ramstein. Yeah. I don't know. That's, yeah. What, that's what you come to this podcast for. I yeah. just want to learn more about Rob Zombie. <laughs> yeah. You think it's Robert Zombie? <laughs> Robert Zombie? <laughs> no, I think it's uh, Bobby Zombert. I think he got his... I think his last name was legally changed to be Zombie. Oh, it has to because be. his wife is Sherry Moon Zombie. Like that's how she's credited. What in was all her the original last name? I don't have a damn clue. For some reason, I was thinking Sharon Stone. <laughs> I don't <laughs> no. know. Why. Not even that, a little. That's, that's the chick from Species. Species. Yeah. Is right? it? I think so. I don't think so. <laughs> we Googling now? Yeah, I think I got to. All right, let's hit the Googs. Uh, I know she was in what, Basic Inst... Wait, am I thinking of the right person? Sharon Stone. Okay, Basic Instinct, yes, I was right about that. Okay, that's what I was getting confused. Yeah. I always get those two confused. She was in Total Recall. Yeah, that was yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. What have you been feeding this thing? Blondes. <laughs> She's been in a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. But not whatever you not said. Not in a while. I can't remember what you said. 
Species is a uh, weird franchise. She definitely did not marry Rob Zombie, though. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> like, have you seen any of the Species movies? Uh, I think I saw the first one way back in the 90s. It's like just like softcore porn, basically. Yeah, it it's was weird. like it was like the reveal at the end that like got me. I was like, oh, that, that looks weird. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Kind of. Because it's kind of like I haven't a cre- seen it since the 90s. It's kind of like a creature feature. Yeah, she's like got like a long tail and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the third one, but yeah. Yeah, but isn't the whole thing that she has to like bone dudes to yeah. like get power or something like that? You yeah, know? it's a weird. It's like a succubus kind of thing, but she's yeah. like an alien instead of like a demon or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Anyway, do you want to take a break and figure out what we're talking about today? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you were just doing. All right. I was looking at the We'll time. be right back. Tell me. It's almost like they would think to put this big, bright indicator light on the face of the camera to let you know if it's recording or not. So you tell me, Nathan Collins. Is it recording? All right, I'm going to get a little millennial up in here. Okay. It's my birthday week. (laughs) Calm down. What are you, a woman? No, but I'm highly debating on posting my cash app so people can give me birthday money. You want to say it right here? No. Yeah, what is it? No, I don't like that. Morally, I don't like that. I'll figure out what it is. Um, Dang, I don't have cash app. (laughs) I was going to say. I got Venmo. (laughs) Shit, I got that too. And I'm going to get real millennial and say I have PayPal. <clears throat> it's not millennial. Is it not? It's a very boomer of you. Dude, boomers have checkbooks. What are you talking about? I don't have a checkbook. Do you think I have a checkbook? Why are you giving me that be, face? Be, be honest. Okay. You don't have a checkbook? No. <laughs> I don't even use my debit card, dude. I, I'm a tattooer. You remember checkbooks? Pocket you would, full of cash you and could, nothing else. You could get like certain designs. <clears throat> no, <laughs> no, dude. I, you never went to the banquet like your parents? Uh, yeah. Because I used to go with like my mom and my grandma. And, I don't like, remember no designs though. They would have it like up front, like on the checks. Yeah, I remember stamps. They would have like designs, and like that's how I would pass the time. Like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. 
What were they like? You should get this one. Dogs and dogs, cats, eagles, horses, deer. A lot of animal themed ones. There was like they have like monster trucks. No, damn. I think that'd be a lot of ink. That's why. uh, That's why (laughs) checks failed. (laughs) Because there was no monster. I'm pretty. Maybe you can create your own now. Checks. How would we go about creating a currency? Um, like the the iron buck, you know. We got to get people to invest first. Okay. Give financial advice. Wow. And then pump and dump. Isn't that what you do when you're breastfeeding? Is it pump and dump? Yeah, it's like because if you don't uh, get the milk out, then your body will stop producing the milk. So sometimes you got to pump the milk out and then just dump it to keep your body producing milk when the baby's oh. not feeding. That's the thing, right? I thought it was just an ordinary Saturday night on Miami Beach. What does that mean, Nathan? <laughs> Explain that to me, please. You know. Pump and dump meaning. Is that like a sex thing? I hope not. Wait. This is an actual financial scheme? Yeah. You never heard of that? In a pump and dump scheme, fraudsters typically spread false or misleading information to create a buying frenzy that will pump up the price of a stock and then dump shares of the stock Mm -hmm. by selling their own shares at the inflated price. Yep. So like every time Elon texts the word doge, Mm-hmm. That's a pump and dump. It's a, it's illegal. Wait. Pump and dump. Hold on. Breast <laughs> feeding. All right. Expressing or pumping milk after drinking alcohol and then discarding it, pumping and dumping, does not reduce the amount of alcohol present in the mother's milk more quickly. So it's a method of trying to get toxins out of your body before you feed your baby. Yeah. Well, it has like several meanings. Why are you too. saying yeah? Like you like you schooled me, but I feel like I schooled you yes. equally. I'm glad that's recorded. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like well, we, like both, I kn- we both learned something today. That okay? is true. But I also thought it was another terminology. For like beat, From, beating the brakes and then just like breaking some breaking up with somebody, yeah, because that makes sense also, right? Yeah. Uh, how many times should you pump and dump after drinking? There is no need to pump and dump milk after drinking alcohol, other than for mom's comfort. Transitive slang to have sex with a partner on a single occasion without intention of or prospects of further contact or engaging in a serious relationship. You know, I'm going to make up another one right now. Uh, Pre-workout makes you poop a lot. You go to the gym, you get a a pump in, and then you got to dump. That's crazy. You're right. So we just came up with a fourth pump and dump. Wow. Look, I feel like the possibilities are endless right now. Right? Wow. Innovative. Yeah. Maybe if you're um, draining a swimming pool using a uh, a water pump, you know? Okay. Where's but, the dumping come in? Well, you got to get rid of the water. You're uh, draining the pool, you know? Dang. It's another one. <sighs> I don't know. I'm running dry. <laughs> it's uh, like I've pumped... Too much? I don't know. I think we just pumped and dumped this situation in this conversation. We need to pump and dump this episode, honestly. 
<laughs> what are we even talking about right now? I don't know. Yeah, I can't believe you never heard of that term no. uh, when it comes to like crypto and stuff. Well, I, I didn't care about crypto. Well, like I've I, invested in it, but I was never that dude that was like really trying to learn well, about it. Was it was also the thing with the GameStop stock exchange. That was a pump and dump situation? Yeah, pretty much. It was I feel so like that was low. just a meme though. It was at first. Which is crazy because I think what we saw during the GameStop thing that happened was that like meme culture can have a direct effect yeah. on like actual like the actual economy. Yeah. And you know what? GameStop is still shitty. Yeah, I don't know how they're still open. But you know, let's talk about GameStop for a minute. <laughs> okay? Let's talk about GameStop. I don't necessarily understand the hate. Explain. People like to hate on GameStop for the low value that they will give you on trade-ins. But that is their right as a business. And they are also, they don't have to take your trade-ins to begin with. True. Like but nobody's forcing you to take your games to GameStop to sell them. The same, go to a pawn shop. Guess what? They're probably going to give you even less. Yeah. If they even take but your games. I think you know? with the fact of like competition between like not corporations of like uh, use video games and stuff like that that they use that as like a, not a marketing gimmick, but they're able to give you more back compared to GameStop. But but nobody they has to give you anything for your old used crap. True. Like why are games somehow different, you know? Like nobody's required to pay you anything. There is no no market standard on what your used crap that you don't want anymore is worth. True. You know what I'm saying? So why do people hate on GameStop for like what they offer as trade-in value when there is not a single human being on the planet that has a gun to their temple saying like, go trade in your games or I'll blow you away. Like it's not, I you could just keep your games. But everything I, else, everything else that you buy, you don't get to go trade it in when you're done with it. True. You know? When's the last time you walked into a GameStop? It's been a while, but that's because I'm more of a game exchange person, but that's because game exchange deals with retro games, which okay. is what I'm more into right now. Have you noticed? If I was going for a brand new game that just came out, I'd probably go to GameStop. Really? Yeah. I would just go to Walmart. Walmart actually sells brand new games cheaper than any other place. Really? Yeah. I've seen a lot of their games are like 49 instead of 59 but yeah. I just assumed that was like uh, the price had gone down no. because there were older you mm -hmm. know um like what's a good example um so when i had a ps5 and i bought resident evil village it came out at 69.99 because it was like a next gen game uh -huh. or whatever yeah they were selling it for 59.99 yeah so it was and everywhere else they sell it for that price but walmart's the only place i saw that was selling it cheaper like from, and still new gate, yeah, yeah for sure i think the issue with gamestop is that they lost sight of their culture. Okay, and that sounds... That's what I was going to bring up. So because the, GameStop back in the day, 
like when they still did midnight releases at midnight yeah. and you'd be like hanging out from like 9 p.m. They would do game tournament. I remember I would go to every Call of Duty midnight release. Yeah. And you'd get there at like 7, 8, 9 p.m. They'd have tables set up with systems on them and they were doing yeah. like Call of Duty tournaments. But, you know, there was like food. There would literally be a hundred people there. You're like making friends. Like I think they lost sight of that. Yeah, but I think that's not really the majority of their fault it's also the fact that like a lot of consumers are buying all their shit digitally now sure uh so it's, it's lost it's the, that aspect of like well, it's community. the blockbuster thing what it's the blockbuster thing true like netflix Redbox, yeah. like all that like instant gratification type but i think content has has killed brick and mortar stores yeah it's like what you're saying with like you just buy a game digitally, you download it over the internet, and you're done. You yeah. have no need to go to a store anymore. It's the same as like people just streaming Netflix, which is why Blockbuster went out of business. Well, I you think know? you can also contribute it, contribute it to also like a majority of people that still play video games now have PC. Sure. Because they're older and have the money to afford that. Mm. But also... I don't know. I still think consoles I, are more widely used than PCs. I think on a younger demographic yes sure and I, um, I would say most of the people going into gamestop are probably of a younger demographic yeah it's like parents who are going because their kids want to go which leads to my next connection what i originally wanted to say if you notice gamestop within like the past like eight years or so they've keep pushing more and more on like collectibles and apparel and stuff not even they're just pushing funko pops you know yeah true like the funko pop thing is dead and, yeah. and these companies have got to stop, like, investing in, like, that's where their profit margin is going to lie. You know have what you I'm saying? Bought, have you ever bought a Funko Pop? I have, like, maybe, like, four. You've know? only bought one. And it was literally, they're just stuff that, like, I really like the IP. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so, what I bought mine. Like, I think I have two, like, Destiny ones from when I was, like, really big into Destiny, you know? And it wasn't even, like, that I like Funko Pops. It, it was, was just, just like, like, oh, I have a game room. I need to throw some stuff on the shelves. Yeah. I like Destiny, you know? Yeah. I bought, like, the, I think it was, like, Modern Warfare 2 soap. That was mm -hmm. it. And I took it right out of the box. Yeah. I didn't, all I mine didn't really care. unpackaged. I'm not, listen. I don't I was think. A, I was a victim of the T.Y. Beanie Baby craze in the 90s. Oh, I'm not going through that again. Same. I still have like two tubs full. I do too. And I have them in pristine condition with the tag protectors on. I got the Princess Diana bear. I got all that crap. That bear was like $100, dude. Yeah. I had to like save up for it. And I looked it up on eBay. And you know what it's worth? $100. So you bought it. I, yeah. So it wasn't really forced upon you. No, no, no. Definitely not. It but, was kind of forced. No, but upon what me. I'm saying is, it was the they sold this belief that like these are highly collectible. These are going to be worth so much money yeah. someday. Like that was how they got you with yeah, the TYB yeah, sure. babies. That's why my grandma started collecting them. Uh -huh. and started I had giving them to all me. the mini ones that you got mm -hmm. in the uh, McDonald's Happy Meals. Yeah, and it had like the clip on it. Yeah, I had those. Yep. <clears throat> Got them all. There was I, also I, one they had just like that, but it was like dogs. Do you remember that? No. They were like little dogs. But they were like collectible, or are you just yeah. talking about like a Happy Meal thing? A Happy Meal thing. Huh, no, it had like the little clip on it, and you can like hang it on like your keys or whatever. We talked about something this week 
What? That was a blast from my past. Speaking of clips. Oh. <laughs> talk about hit clips. Yeah. Man. Hit clips. For those that don't know. It's about it the this, size of a... It's like an iPod Nano. Yeah. That's the size I would say it was. And it was this tiny little music device. And then you would buy cartridges, almost like a small Game Boy cart, basically. I that would say they're more like DS it, size, but yeah. And it would have one song on it. Yep. And that was it. The whole thing had like enough room for like one AA battery, mm-hmm. a headphone jack, and you would clip a little thing in. And only one headphone. And it was hit clips because you were supposed to like clip it on your belt. Yeah. Like you had like a Walkman, but you literally just had one song unless you had like a pocket full of these cartridges and you would have to like, you know? And you know what? And it was only pop top 40. That was yeah. it. It was like NSYNC, Britney Spears. There was no like, what did I say the other day? There's no. Oh, I was like, man, it'd be tight if they put out like a Slipknot. Oh, clip. yeah. But there was none of that stuff. No. It was just like top 40, just pop. Oh, I think like the 90s was like the last like very, like very innovative like decade, I would think. <sighs> I think it was innovative in different ways. Obviously, the cell phone and the yeah, stuff yeah, we're yeah. doing today, obviously that's huge. It was a wider spectrum innovation. of like innovation. But now it's all innovating for this this piece of equipment yeah it's apps it's social media it's things like that whereas back then i think because we didn't have like one thing that did everything yeah they had to innovate like i remember that conversation brought up that i had a sony disc man and then after like a year or two of those being out then they came out with the disc man with the anti-skip technology, that which never didn't work worked. at all. You still couldn't have a disc in your pocket. That was back in the in the like heyday of burning CDs. Yeah, you know, I would burn CDs that I wasn't supposed to have and write different stuff on them so I wouldn't get caught. <laughs> like I remember, my friend burned me a copy of uh, Slipknot self-titled. Really? And that's what I would listen to when I was mowing the lawn and stuff. But the disc itself said, like, I think it was, like, Now 7 or, you know, it was, like, one of those, like, it was, like, uh, Josh's Cool Mix or, you know, I don't know. Surfacing with Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Man, that was the days, though. With the whole front of the CD, we'd be, like, like, one, hit me, baby. Two, like, you'd, like, write all the songs on the CD, you know. And like a little silver compact disc. curating the perfect burned yeah. mix it's the and burning playlist. it for like a homie. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to make you a CD. You make me one. You like trade CDs. Yeah. And it was like your whole personality was on one disc. You oh. know what I mean? Like, those are the days. <sighs> There's something like obviously we can share music now, but I think because it doesn't require any work to share it yeah like back then it took work it took time to burn cds yeah. it took time to like go on LimeWire and download four songs and eight viruses you know what i'm saying <laughs> like, that's how you were doing it LimeWire. i did napster when napster was up and running see i took uh we were still buying cds and i would put them on a computer and then just like mix them yeah whatever my favorite songs no. from this one and no i because we didn't have internet i spent hours just messing up the family computer with LimeWire. <laughs> but I had that's how I got like the bangers. Yeah. That's how I got the stuff that people didn't know about, the stuff that wasn't on the radio, you know what I mean? Well I got a 
MP3 player at a pretty young age. Mm. But, See, but I'm I'm also you know nine years older than you. That is true. You know, yeah. so like. That's what I'm saying. Like, I had the Discman was a big deal because I had the Walkman before that. Like, in my day, you would press, press play and record at the same time while you had a cassette tape in, and yeah. you'd wait for the radio to get to the song. Like, you'd hear the DJ be like, oh, coming up, we got My Name Is by Eminem. You'd be like, click, record, quick. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. then that's how we made mixtapes, you know? That's why they're called mixed tapes and not mixed CDs because it started with those cassette tapes. And that was like probably up until I was like nine, 10 years old, how I did it. I remember I used to. So <clears throat> we had this uh, surround sound system for the television, mm -hmm. but this was back when it was like a boombox tape deck type yep. stuff. And you just had the speaker cables like running from the TV to the boombox thing. But because of that, so, like, if you were to put a movie in and then turn on the surround sound, all the m movie audio would come out of the speaker system. So, man, I was such a weird kid. I would, uh, Jurassic Park, Star Wars, all those, I would record the whole thing onto tapes like an audio book. But it was literally just the, ooh, just the sounds of the movie. Yeah. And then, I don't know why I always use mowing the lawn as as my example, but that was that was my chore. I had to do it like once a week, and uh, I would always make myself tapes to listen to while I mowed the lawn. And so I would just listen to like Star Wars, like I was watching it. But I'd seen it so many times that I could just listen to it and know everything that was going on. Yeah. But that was like how I entertained myself. You think that's uh, why you remember a lot of quotes from movies now? It could be, especially the older movies for sure. Yeah, because um, I did the crap out of that. I remember um, we would get the comedy, like we'd rent the the uh, like blue collar comedy tour, like Jeff Foxworthy and stuff like that. We'd rent it from Blockbusters, and then before we returned it, I would record the whole thing on audio book or like a on cassette tape, and then I would just like listen to it over and over again. So you're really pirating the audio. Technically, yeah. <laughs> Technically, I remember Pirate Bay. That was one I used a lot too. <laughs> I remember back when like cell phones first came out, uh -huh. and I would I would mess with like my mom's phone because it had like Snake and yeah, uh, and Nokia, Brick Break or whatever. And um, I would at this time I had a lot of like music like DVDs that had like music videos and stuff. Yeah, and I'd just like let it play. I had a bunch of those, and too. then I would record it with the cell with phone. the phone. Yeah, oh, and then so make it her ringtone and be like, "Hey, uh -huh. mom, you like this?" Yeah. yeah. I used to do that a lot. Yeah. I kind of miss that. Now I got to pay for that shit. I think the last time I made a ringtone was on my Motorola Razor. Yeah? Yeah. And Did it you have the red one? I had the blue one. It was like Arctic blue or something. It was like kind of a silvery, shiny blue, you know? Yeah. And I think it was a, there's an Under Oath song where during the breakdown, Spencer just goes, wake up, wake up. So I recorded that and made that my alarm. So in the morning, it would just yell, like, wake up at me. So, I don't know. That's the last thing I remember doing on a phone. Can you even make ringtones anymore? No. They don't have, like, apps? Like, on ringtone Android. maker? I remember that. Yeah. On that the Android. Back in the day. But who uses the Android anymore? Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't know where any... Where, where did, know. What even started that? Um, GameStop. Hit Clips. <laughs> 
I think GameStop started it. Yeah. Which we were talking about. Oh, we were talking about like the stock market, like economy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And yeah, that was crazy. And I, I felt so, when that was happening, I was like, "All right, my paycheck about to hit. I'm about to put like a hundred in this." And then like that's when it all all hell broke loose. And oh, I was like, you're ah! talking about the GameStop stock yeah. thing? Yeah. I was working at Cricket. I was like watching it like crazy. <sighs> Dude, that's for people that are way smarter than I am. I would yeah. love to have like believed in the Bitcoin hype before yeah. it hit. Believed yeah. in the GameStop thing before it hit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but I'm always like I'm a late adopter because I'm I don't trust. Yeah, you know I think everything's a scam and I don't trust anything that people are telling me. So usually by the time I'm like, oh, there's actually something to this. It's like because it's already blown up. Yeah, and I'm like, mm, well, dang. If I could go back like three years, I'd be rich as hell yeah. right now. It'd be cool know? to kind of like be uh. Well, notified dude, of that there's before pe- it happens but there's people out there there's analysts that like have like we have it on really good authority that this stock is going to do really well over the next like two months you know what i mean yeah i but just still. don't but i don't take the time because it's like a full-time job just to like listen to these people and dig in and do research oh, yeah. and find out where to invest my 40 dollars. you know what yeah. i'm saying like it's yeah for sure i just don't see that it's worth it but i'm also not a millionaire because i haven't taken any financial risks because I don't think it's worth it. Yeah. Whereas if I saw the value and I, if I could convince myself that like, no, this is really worth it. If you play the long game, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I've got, I've got crypto in a wallet that has done nothing. And it's been sitting there for like three, four years now and yeah. it hasn't done anything, you know? Yeah. I kind of gave up on that. Me too. I think it's just too volatile of a market. There's too many weird, they're trying to decide how they're going to regulate it. Like it's in a weird place. And I think that's keeping people from investing in it. Yeah. And I think it's also too many people have invested into it and not seen anything out of it that I, I think a lot of everybody I know that was investing in crypto has like given up on it. Yeah. Except Bobby. I, even he, I don't think he's where he was. As invested yeah. into it. Yeah. I don't think he's where he was. I don't think so either. He wasn't very talkative about it much last time he was here. <laughs> yeah. I think he's coming in May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So May. maybe we'll get a crypto update. update. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we should try to have them back on again. Do uh, it. Crypto Part update. Two. The market is shit. Yeah. Ooh. And, well, and that's another thing is maybe that crypto will pay off one day, but we are in the middle of a recession and we have been for like a year and a half and we probably have at least another year before we get out of it. So maybe it's just like a bad time for crypto. Like, cause I'm planning on literally just keeping it in my wallet like forever. Yeah. I'm not going to sell it. I'm not going to necessarily add to it, but like if 10 years from now, my Shiba Inu coins take off, I I own 2 million of them. So, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess it just really... We'll see. Chocolate, chocolate chip. Okay. Yeah. Peace. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, so, I want to go back to the GameStop thing for a minute, okay? Okay. Because this is something else I was thinking about. I don't necessarily know that the fact that GameStop is failing right now is GameStop's fault as much as just like I think a lot of businesses and a lot of the way that we consume entertainment like sort of goes through like seasons. 
Yeah. And, and I think GameStop and stores like it are just dying out because, like you said, like we're entering a new era of how we consume that type of content. It's all digital. It's all streamed. It's, it's yeah. you know what I mean? Um, And, uh, like, I wonder, like I said, like, I don't go to GameStop anymore because now I prefer Game Exchange for different reasons. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what's going to happen in the next five or ten years where, like, now that's no longer the cool place to go because now there's another cool place. Because back when I used to frequent GameStop, Game Exchange wasn't even a thing yet. Really? We didn't really have another option. GameStop was just where you went. Game Exchange has been around since I was, like, in high school. uh, It wasn't around when I was, like, going to midnight releases and stuff we had game exchange and we had that what was that game store that was in the mall eb games eb games eb games is just a different that was it uh, well eb got bought out by gamestop yeah yeah uh but that was that was all we had other than like walmart and best buy you know radio shack that wasn't even a game store though that was where (laughs) you went to go buy a phone you know what i mean like radio not even a cell phone like a you know like the That's shop crazy. Phone. I completely forgot Radio Shack does not exist anymore. It's yeah. crazy. And it hasn't for a long time. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is I think it's just uh, as technology evolves, as humanity evolves, as the things that humans are into collectively evolves, certain stores are going to die off. Yeah. And especially like in a capitalist society, in a free market, which I don't really believe that we're in a free market because – Anyway, that's a whole other, like, that's a conspiracy episode. But in a market that breeds healthy competition, which even that I say with a grain of salt because I don't believe that we have that market, uh, stores are going to pop up. Stores that compete with other stores are going to pop up. And as one of those stores begins to do something better than that other store does, it's only a matter of time before that other store is going to start to die off, you know? I can kind of see that with like, um, was it Dollar General, Family Dollar? Yeah, and like Five Below. Sure, but Dollar General, Dollar, Dollar General, what is it? Dollar, Dollar Tree? General, is it? I think it's Dollar Tree and Family Dollar have like combined forces. Like now, you go into they become a, the dollar store. Kind of. There's one in Rosebud. It's literally like a family dollar dollar tree. Like both signs are on the building. And when you walk inside, it's one building, one business, one checkout. But half the store is family dollar and the other half is dollar tree. I always thought that was crazy, right? So you have dollar tree, family dollar, dollar general. Yeah. But growing up, at least for me anyway, my parents and like my grandma would be like, oh, we're going to the dollar store. Dollar store. Yeah. I'm like, Mm mm-hmm. None of them are called the dollar store. No. But they well, Dollar Tree used to be a dollar, but now it's a dollar twenty-five. Dollar twenty-five. But think about it; they can all combine forces and become the dollar store. They could. I don't think they will. But, uh, yeah, I read something. I don't even want to go into it because I don't want to misquote it. But it was something about those restaurants, those fast food restaurants that have combined. Where you can go to like oh, a KFC like, Taco Bell or whatever, you know. It's like the KFC Long John Silver's. Yeah, but it has to do with this soda. Oh, uh, okay. Like literally, like that they, whole thing has to do with like the fact that they both carry Pepsi products. And it's like kind of like a saving money factor, I it, guess. It, it was that's why I said I don't want to misquote it, but there was like a whole explanation on why I mean, that those would even make sense. exist, and somehow it boils down to the soda they carry. 
I would say maybe that and like where they get the, uh, I guess not ingredients or where they get their product from, I guess. No, from it like was the whole just, thing was just, just soda because of the soda. Hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. And like their need to try to compete with Coca-Cola as Pepsi places. Are it, Pepsi it was places like the thing. only ones that combine. Uh, yeah, you'll never see a place that carries Coke products combined with a place that carries Pepsi products. No, I and mean, I like think you Coke only, and Coke. I was going to say, I think you only see Pepsi places combined because Coke has such a monopoly over Pepsi mm. that those places have combined. So, like I said, I don't want to misquote it, but it had to do with the fact that their sodas were trying to compete with like Coca-Cola products mm. and they both had Pepsi and somehow it was. That is a weird thing though, yeah. too now. Because like what that also means is that Pepsi is a more powerful company than even the fast food restaurant themselves. You know? Yeah, but I never. So you go to like a place, right? I never heard somebody say, oh, we don't have Pepsi. Is Coke okay? And they go, ugh. Well, that's know? because Coke means cola. You've never walked into a restaurant and said, I'll take a diet Pepsi. You say, I'll take a diet Coke. Because that's just, when you're thinking Diet Cola, your brain instantly goes to Diet Coke, right? And then that's why they have to say, like, oh, is Pepsi okay? Because you've never walked in and said, I'll take a Diet Pepsi. That's and then they the say, power oh, that Coke, Coke okay. has over yeah. Pepsi. Well, it's like, it reminds me of when I was a kid and my parents thought all video games were Nintendo. You could be playing the PlayStation and they would be like, oh, he's on the Nintendo. You know yeah. what I mean? Because Nintendo became synonymous with video games. Yeah. The same way, you'll never ask for a, uh, you'll ask for a Kleenex. Odds are, the type of sanitary napkin you're blowing your nose with isn't even a Kleenex brand. But they've done such a good job of marketing themselves that now, like yeah. any type of, what's that stuff called? Tissue? What's it called? Tissue. Any type of tissue. <laughs> I kept wanting to say like tissue paper, but I was like, no, that's the stuff you like package. Presence, yeah. Uh, any type of tissue is is synonymous with Kleenex. It doesn't even have to be Kleenex, and you're still gonna like call it a Kleenex. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's crazy. It just shows you how much of an impact they've had on the culture. I think it's just clever marketing. True. I couldn't tell you anything about any type of toilet paper other than Charmin. Charmin, exactly. Charmin, with the bears, you know what I'm saying? No, it's the other one. Exactly. Quilted You, you, you have to like think real hard to think of the other names, right? Yeah, but it's because they use like imagery in their commercials. But that's, that's what I'm saying. They hit the mark when it comes to marketing. The same way Kleenex did, the same way Nintendo did, you know? I don't really think Nintendo did. Not now. But you're not thinking of the 90s when video games were new and fresh and every video game was called Nintendo, even if it wasn't Nintendo. You could yep. be on a Sega Saturn and your mom would be like, he's in the Nintendo, you know? Well, you can also, I, I watched something last night before I went to bed. It was talking about like the, also like the impact of uh, Pokemon. So okay. it was originally like the game uh -huh. and they wanted to branch out and kind of do the cards, do the figures. Do I the, think the cards did more than the game did. In America, yeah. I think the games got popular because of the cards, not the other way around. Even though the game came first. Well, they barely, by like a year. 
because the cards came out, I think, 99. Games came out in 98. And I still would almost say to this day that I think the cards have more of an impact because, because, and the reason I say that, you buy a game, you buy it one time. But card collectors, like every single paycheck, they're out dropping money oh, yeah. on cards. On like, yeah. because of that, like, oh, what am I gonna get? I could get anything. Yeah, it has that mystery factor. To yeah, it. and they were showing. I think the first year in America, they were at almost six hundred million dollars. That doesn't surprise profit, me at all. Profit. Because I was obsessed, and every yeah. friend that I had was obsessed. And that's it, what I'm saying. It wasn't even the game we were obsessed with. We played the games. Yeah. But it was all about grabbing a pack of cards, seeing what you got, and then taking it to school yeah. the next day to show it off. You mm -hmm. couldn't do that with the games, you know? No. But those cards, I had binders full, and yeah. we were trading Everybody on did. lunch, and we started like a Pokemon club, I remember, <laughs> that we would meet during uh, yeah. lunch, you know? Yeah, I got in trouble plenty of times for bringing my cards to school. When my parents would punish me, that's how they would punish me. They would so take like, my cards away. You're like, ah, no. Yeah, because like, that was my obsession. <laughs> yeah. you know, They would just Same. take my binder. Yeah. I still remember the first pack I ever got. It was a starter deck, my fourth birthday. It had, uh, it was like the water type deck, and it had mm. Dugong on it. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. I think I started off, before I ever even got a starter deck, I started off with the booster packs. With the packs. Yeah. yeah. Because so, that my friend was already into it, yeah. but maybe by like literally by like a couple weeks. Yeah. But when your kids, like the second your friend gets into something, you're into it yeah. too. You know what I well, mean? It also, a lot of the stuff like I began to like like as a kid came from my brother because mm. he was still in high school. The one that comes up here all the time. Was he a nerd? Yeah. He was like into Magic the Gathering. Because I was in like elementary so, like, it wasn't embarrassing to be into Pokemon. He was kind of a nerd. But it was also, I, it like, might, a different... I might have been in, like, middle school. This was probably, like, sixth grade. Well, let me... I'll describe my brother to you in high school. Listens to Lincoln Park. Me. Collects Pokemon. Me. Plays Magic. Me. Collects comic books. Me. And played... Um, It was, like, tabletop, but it was, like, armored core, like, robots and stuff. Warhammer 40K? Probably. Okay. Uh, I got into my, that after high that school. That was like my brother in high me. school. So your brother was me. Pretty much. Your brother in high school was me in middle school. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, did you have a waterbed? Uh, no, but my parents did at one point. Okay. Yeah. So there's some correlation there. Some. What yeah. a horrible idea. What? A waterbed? <laughs> Just what a weird time in human yeah. existence. Yeah. That is a, the waterbed. I kind of want to bring that back, though. I don't. It's kind of tight. Yeah, until it pops. I don't think ours ever popped, though. Ours didn't. But uh, I just, I don't even understand why that was a thing. Yeah. Like, looking back on it, like, back then, it was just like, oh, shit, we got a water. It was like it was, it was almost, like, as cool as, like, if your family got a pool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, a waterbed was, was like, a, a step below yeah, pool. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, we got a waterbed. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm just like, what? You had a Ziploc bag full of water that you slept on. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell? Well, I guess you could kind of do that with an air mattress now, yeah? What well, is pump it full of water? Yeah. Seal it up? Yeah. What if water beds went out of style, but they had all this product, and they were just like, well, let's slap a vacuum on it and call it an air mattress. Like, what if that's where the air mattress came from? Man, that would make sense. They were just like, damn, what are we going to do with all these water beds? <laughs> yeah. Air beds? Boom. Man, that, just thinking about... This is like a weird thought. Just like thinking about when I was like four or five in my brother's room, I can still like imagine it. There's like those little, you know, 
it was very popular in the 90s. You put them on the ceiling, there were Neon stars. stars yeah. glow in the dark. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I had that probably like four or five now. Probably five or six years ago. Really? <laughs> yeah. Me and Shelby one day were talking about how cool those were, and I think we got some for like the kid room. Heck yeah. Yeah. Those things are slap. That, the little, um, what's, is it a CRV TV? CRT. CRT TV. That, and I, I vividly remember watching him play like Resident Evil 2 and yeah. Final Fantasy 8. PlayStation 1, both of yeah. them. And then I had the N64 because he got the PlayStation and he was like more obsessed with like the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, I was more, I was a 64 kid. I I got a PS1 after I got a PS2. Really? I went from 64 and that's when PS1 was out. And then when the next gen consoles were coming out is when the PS2 came out and I wanted to upgrade in the next gen. So I got the PS2 and it wasn't until like three or four years after that, that I got like a hand-me-down PS1. Cause I was even playing like Final Fantasy VIII and stuff on the PS2, not the mm. PS1, because it was backwards compatible. Yeah. Cause, I, cause we were always in, like, we had the regular Nintendo, we had the Super Nintendo, we had the 64, we had a GameCube, Game Boy. Oh, I had every Game Boy Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy SP. I had all of them. <clears throat> um, it's crazy that Nintendo is still so focused on like a handheld. I think Nintendo is focused on innovation, which I think is cool. Like the Switch is innovative. Yeah. You can plug it into a dock, play it on your TV. You can pull it out of the dock and take it handheld. That's innovative. The Wii with the motion control being like the whole focus was super innovative. Yeah. The problem is, is that I think it's keeping them stuck because instead of focusing on one thing and improving on it, improving on it, improving on it, it's like every system they focus on a new thing. Instead yeah. of like taking the old thing and making it better. So it's like here's the way I, I here's the like way I would think about like it. Like a step behind. If too. I tattooed every single tattoo style that there was, I'd probably get really good at all of them, but I wouldn't be amazing at any one of them because I'm not yeah. focusing. You know what I mean? I get you. Yeah, yeah. And I think they they think that their success of their company is gonna constantly be from them pushing boundaries and trying new things. Whereas I think we've seen with the PlayStation and the Xbox that just sticking to one thing but making it better every time, um, I think monetarily, I don't know, I might be wrong, but I think Sony and Microsoft are probably crapping on Nintendo as far as like the amount of money. I don't know in. when COVID was happening and quarantine hit. Yeah, but that was because the- of Animal Crossing. Yeah. That went viral on TikTok and everybody wanted it. You know what I mean? That's not, it's like literally the Xbox does not exist unless Halo is a launch title. And there's documentaries about how Halo is the only reason the Xbox became successful. The OG Xbox. They, they literally change one thing and don't make that a launch title. And we don't have an Xbox Series S today. They never go onto the 360. They never would have made another Xbox without Halo. And I think that's what we saw during quarantine with the Switch. It wasn't the Switch that people wanted. It was Animal Crossing. And that was because of social media. Like, Animal Crossing saved that platform. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because what what, what are people doing during quarantine if Animal Crossing doesn't exist? Because nothing else Switch-related was bumping or taking off. It was just that. You're always going to have sales that are driven by Mario, Zelda, and Pokemon, right? Mm -hmm. 
they're always going to have Nintendo systems, and there's always going to be those diehard fans. But you own a Switch, right? Mm-hmm. And why do you own it? Honestly. Pokemon. Pokemon, right? There is nothing else that you're playing on the Switch. You're not playing. Even games that people play on the Switch. Like, you're not playing Fortnite. You have a PC for that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You're not playing Resident Evil 4. You know what I'm saying? You only got that because the only place you can get Pokemon is on a Nintendo system. That's how they get you. You get rid of that, you're not buying the next Nintendo. And yeah. that's what I'm saying is like, it's only diehard Nintendo fans that are keeping the Switch alive. Whereas I feel like the PlayStation and the Xbox have way more casual people that are like, I just like, you know, I just want to play some games. Yeah. People will go out and buy a PlayStation and Xbox just to have the system. Mm-hmm. Whereas people only buy Nintendo systems because there is a game they're interested in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We play Call of Duty, which is on every system, and no, it's, we don't, and it's free to play. No, we I haven't <laughs> played in like four or five months, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I could buy. It's this. This is like acting weird. I think it's because you keep moving the cord. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> I could buy any system and still play the game I want to play. You know what I mean? The only one you can't do that with is is Nintendo, unless you uh, illegally download. An emulator. Is there an emulator where you can play the new Pokemon games on an Xbox yeah. or a PlayStation? Uh, no, but on PC. On PC? Yeah. Yeah. We're, not, we're talking console wars, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you could have also not bought a Switch and played the Pokemon on your PC if you really wanted to, you know? Illegally. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, I don't even know how we got there. I don't know either. Um, we're going to take a break. We're already over an hour, so we'll take a break. We'll come back, and then uh, wrap this thing up. Be right back. Hey, Josh here. Just a quick reminder, if you're enjoying the Iron Right Tattoo podcast, it really helps us to beat the algorithm with likes, comments, and shares. If you haven't subscribed already, please do that, and don't forget to hit that bell. And if you haven't already done so, please leave us a review. Thanks. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> uh, I do want to say. All right, let's do it this way. I have a birthday surprise for you. What? I was trying to facilitate it to happen before the podcast so uh-huh. i could give it to you on the podcast okay that's not gonna happen oh uh-huh. but i'm trying to get it to a point where it might be brought to the shop today while we're at work what so oh no a pizza party <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't get a raise you just get a pizza party <laughs> once a year yay um but i was gonna say Especially since we don't have questions. Hold up. I was going to let you play 10 questions today to see if you can guess what it is. Okay. Before it gets here. But I want to hold up. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to be like, you didn't didn't get them, did you? 
You're like, who? Jamaica Joe? Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> uh, I can tell you it's not a little person. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Is it a person? No. Dang. Okay, okay. We're going to start this. All right. right. That, that was one question. Fuck. <laughs> you get nine more. All right. Have you ever played 20 questions? Like you could only ask yes or no questions. I asked 21 questions. All right. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> yeah. Edit that out. All right. Start. Yeah. You got nine left. Is it an object? Yes. Is it electronic? Yes. Is it a Prius? No. All right. All right. That's four. Is it something you think I'm really good to like? I hope so. <laughs> okay. It's five. You got five left. Can I fit it in my pocket? What pants are you wearing? <laughs> okay. Mm. Dang, it's not a yes or no question. What were you gonna um, say? <clears throat> uh damn, I just forgot. I what do I was want saying. you to be in mind, uh uh keep keep be conscientious of, of the dead air that yeah, we're yeah, creating yeah. Um, while you think of these questions. So I talk, talk. A, you know, while you're thinking of a question, think out loud. Talk yourself a, through the. I think it's a. It's not a carrot. I wasn't going to say that. Yes, you were. No. Yes, you were. No. Well, I know it's it's not. So you got it's not electronic. Three left. Okay. That's not a question. No, well, you guessed. You said carrot. No, it's not a question. <laughs> it's not a question. It don't count. Um, is it something that I mentioned that I wanted before? Um, yeah. Within the past, you like, got two left. No, that okay. one doesn't count. You got three left. Okay. Have I seen it in person within the last I, two months? I don't know. I don't know what you've seen in person. When we hung out. Um, no. Okay. Uh, maybe like not specifically like not the same one i don't know okay i'll Man. even give you another question because i don't know how to answer that one okay just <laughs> put another finger down um shoot it's not i think it's Okay, uh, okay. Is it something that you don't have? Um, I think I, I have I have it. I have it. Dang, that means it's not a uh it's not a um it's not one of those things, you know? What? Um Shoot. Dang, is it a no, I can't ask that as my last one. I can't. That makes it too hard for me. Um is it a video game? 
Uh, yes. I think I know what it is. I don't think you do. I used all my questions. That's true. So, uh, for all the listeners out there, tune in next week. Because <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what it is. I want to spoil the surprise. But also, you didn't guess it. So, uh, you're just going to have to wait until you receive it. So, I don't get a guess after my 10 questions? No, you have to figure it out during the 20 questions. Like the 10, That's the way the game works. So, it's 20 questions? Well, no, the game is 20 questions, but I said I was only going to give you 10. And by the way, I gave you 11. <clears throat> How? Because one of them I said, uh, I'll give you another question because that one's hard to answer. So it doesn't count. You want to rewind? You want to go to tape? No. <laughs> All right. I think I know what it is. Why do you think you know what it is? I have an idea. But what if it's not what you think it is? Are you going to be then disappointed? Not, no. Can't be disappointed. What if it's a real life video game? No, you didn't. What? You didn't. (laughs) What? You didn't. What does that mean? You didn't do that. You didn't give me that. What? (laughs) No. You playing. I don't know what you think I got (laughs) you. I probably didn't get whatever you think it is. Dang. What do you think it is? I can't. Yeah, say it. No, it'll yes. ruin it. What? No. What? I can't say. But tell me. They'll, now. Ha- they'll have to figure out on the next episode. I can't even figure it out. I'm not going to answer yes or no, but I, I want you'll you to figure out on the next. I want episode. you to say what you think. Like what? What? What came into your mind when I said a real life video uh, game? Literally nothing. That's my acting skills. I don't think that you're being accurate. I think you're you're crawfishing. How am I crawfishing? Because I think you had something in your head, and now you're like, oh, I got to get out of it because I don't want to say the wrong thing. A real-life video game? What would that be? I don't know. What if it was bass fishing 64 in real life, and I just got you a bunch of fishing stuff that you won't use for a year (laughs) like I did last year? Did you just tell me what you got me? No. (laughs) You need to work on your actor. But what if I'm acting to throw you off? I can tell you're not. What if I am? You're crawfishing. No, this is me acting. Because <laughs> if I say, oh, shit, like he guessed it when you really didn't guess it, then now you think it is what it is when it's not that because I threw you off the scent with my incredible acting skills. How can you be alive but dead? Ask Schrodinger's cat. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I just said real life video game to throw you off the fact that it was a real video game. See, now you're more confused than you were before you asked the questions. How the hell you go to bed dead and wake up alive? That's what I'm saying. What are you talking about? <laughs> what is this from? <laughs> I know this is from something. <laughs> what is it? It's from Scary Movie okay. 3. <laughs> All right. I hate you. Um, especially Scary Movie 3? Yeah. Ew. It was on TikTok. Bro. It's one of my favorite clips. Ew. Yeah, I know. I don't think you do. Um, so are we done with that conversation? Uh, what time is it arriving? I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if it even can arrive. You know what I'm saying? 
Are you messaging somebody on Facebook Marketplace? No. Uh, I just missed a call from Shelby because <laughs> normally we're done recording by now. Yeah. So, um, hey, uh, Nate's on to me. I think he knows what it is. What do you think it is? I don't know. What did you mean when you kept saying no is not? That was literally acting. Okay. That's how good I am. Okay. I want you to know there have been at least three moments throughout this entire thing where I've acted. Oh, I thought you were going to say that I've hinted. No. But my incredible acting might believe you, lead you to believe that I've hinted. Maybe I've said some things that were a little too close. Maybe I've said some things to throw you off the scent. Maybe my yes or no's were lies. Maybe they weren't. Did you get me an actual real-life Pokemon? Genetically engineered <laughs> in China. They said it's COVID-free. It's just a yellow rat. <laughs> it's like an infected bat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go, starting a whole like, <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> I mean, this has been a pretty positive episode. It has. We had to squeeze something. And it was, it's not a pangolin, <laughs> you know? It might pretty be close. a pangolin. What if I got you a nah, penguin? <laughs> but nah, you did it. Like, I'll, I was hoping to get it here, but it's coming from Antarctica, so it might come later today. It's just a bowling pin. With a, painted like a penguin. I got a dude breaking into the Dallas Zoo right now. He said he'll be here by five. Dang. With the jackass penguin. See, I listen. Yeah, you do. I know that's your favorite animal. Do you know why they call it a jackass penguin? Because it sounds like a donkey when it makes like noises. You actually be listening to the shit I, do. I be saying? I really do. Dang. Yeah, that's your birthday present. And on that note. The knowledge that I listen. On that note, what? Oh, sorry. That's your thing. What? You trying to end the episode? Peace. No. Dang. We got nine minutes left. Not, uh, and you haven't even come close to guessing yet. Nine minutes. I thought I was out of questions. You are. I, that doesn't mean you can't guess. I bet you it's a Game Boy with a Pokemon game. Why would you think that? Been casually. But see, here's here's the here's the problem. Okay, here's the problem. Now I feel like if literally anything other than that were to show up, you're gonna be disappointed. No, I wouldn't. Then maybe you should start coming up with some other guesses, so I don't start getting insecure. Over the decisions that I've made today. Okay. Um, it's not a Prius. Why do you want a Prius? You know, the economy's kind of ass right now. I don't know, man. So is them gas prices. It's got some real low-T energy, you know? Low-T as in Toyota. <laughs> um... You think you're going to do that this week? Go look what? at cars? Probably, yeah. Tight. But I probably won't get one till <laughs> like two weeks from now. I don't know that I like that you're wearing a watch. <laughs> Why? Because I'm making Now you face. keep doing this, like, look at your watch. You know thing. what I noticed? You haven't worn yours, like, all week. It's dead. I keep. It's in my truck. You just keep forgetting to charge I it. I keep forgetting to take it inside to charge it because it's not on my wrist, so I don't, like, 
carry it with me when I go inside the house. Did you forget to charge the battery? Yes. For the camera? No. Because? Because you reminded me. So I guess now I got to remind you to charge your watch. No. I mean, to be honest with you, when you texted me, I had already told Shelby, like, oh, I got to charge all this equipment tonight. But I still appreciate you remembering to text me. Which is why you guys have this beautiful video. You're welcome, by the way. We invested a ton of money to make sure you can see our ugly faces. I don't think your face is ugly. <clears throat> well, that's because you're gay. Um, it's 2023. <laughs> you're right. Two men should be able to. Here's the thing. <laughs> All right. It's it's just human nature. You should be able to objectively tell a man that he's good looking. Maybe not even tell him, but understand like that's an attractive dude. Yeah. I could understand why women and you know, people would look at that dude and say he's attractive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I also think it's also like self-perception like, oh, this guy like dresses nice or like he has a good sense of style. I'm gonna try to incorporate that in my my Austin uh, tattooed a kid yesterday. The one at the end of the day. And when he came in, my first thought was like, damn, that dude's got great hair. Like I'm uh, jealous of yeah. his hair. And then he started talking and I was like, dang, he's got good teeth too. Yeah. You know? Like I can just look at that objectively. Yeah. And be like, I wish my hair grew that way and my teeth, I was born with those teeth, you know? Yeah. That doesn't mean I'm attracted to him, but I could very easily see how people would find him attractive. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, but I think it also adds to the point of you seeing the good qualities in people. Sure. Which is why ugly people can be attractive once you get to know them. Yeah. And attractive people can turn really ugly once you get to know them. Yeah. It's all a matter of perception. Wow. Deep? Deep. Deep. On that note. Peace. Damn it. Later. What? I wanted, hey, you I know what? To Tomorrow's your birthday. <laughs> I'll let you get it. Go ahead. Peace. Later. Later.